You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. The church. What is the church? What does it mean when we say the church? Who is the church? So um, let's just for a few minutes, if I can get some pastor's notes up, um, let's go over some things that we ascertained the last time that I was with you. Um, I don't want to take it for granted that you um, have this, but some, a couple of things that we learned. We learned that the church, someone say church. It is the Greek word ekklesia. It means what? Assembly, congregation. It talk, Then the church being the body of Christ or the individual. It also means the church as a whole, talking about the body of believers. Properly, it means the called out ones. Uh, and I, we learned this on our last session, called out from what? From the world to God. So as a believer, I have been called out from the world to who? To God. This is important because when you realize that I am a part of the body of Christ, there is a responsibility among the believer that I must engage in. So we learn that the Greek word uh, ecclesia, it simply means congregation, what? Church and what? Assembly. Next, we said that the church is Christ's body. Who is Christ's body? Who? The individual. Now, understand this. Christ is the head. Who's the head? Who's the head? Who's the body? Who's the head? Who's the body? You and I. Who's the head? Who's the body? Or you can say the believer, the church. Who's the head? Okay. Now, that's why it's important that we always acknowledge him in all of our ways so he can direct the body. Even in the natural, every action, every move that you have, you are able to do that because it had an instruction from the head first. So if you want to be successful in your navigation and living, it's important that you get direction from the head. And a lot of times Christians are topsy-turvy because we don't listen to the head. Christ is the head of the so the church is Christ's body. We learn that we are the body of Christ. We also learn that the body of Christ embodies three aspects, right? We learn this, if I can get this information. The body of Christ embodies three aspects. The believer, we've seen this in Romans 16, verse 5, are the called out ones. What have we been called out from? The world, we've been called out from. Did you guys hang out late last night? Who was in town? What about in town? Who? Who was in town? Because it's about 15 of y'all got that, man, pastors. I got to hang on. But we're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. But let's ride. Amen. This is serious. Because every other religion knows what they know. They know about the God that they serve. And Christians can't properly defend the faith because we don't know. Well, we know here, but you want to know. Amen. The body of Christ embodies three aspects. The believer. Okay, next. The assembly, talking about the universal church, and we learned this, that the universal church are who? Those who have, who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And what? The congreg- What's the next one? The congregation or the local church. And we, we've went through the scripture and we've seen this, that the body, the, the body of Christ embodies three aspects. The believer, the called out ones, believers everywhere, 
and the local assembly or the local church. Now, that's important because my part as it relates to the local church, there are three, someone say three, primary responsibilities that the church or the believer has, okay? But before I get to that, let me give you this. We also talked about, of course, that the church is not a building or a denomination. Man, that was good. What does it mean when you say I'm Methodist? What are you, what is, I'm Pentecostal. I'm Baptist. I'm Catholic. What? We're all a part of the body of Christ. The apostle says this. There's only one doctrine. That's the doctrine of Jesus Christ. So whether you're Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, this or that, what you should be teaching, not should be man's doctrine, but Christ's teaching. And one is not any more elevated than the other. Because if I have truly accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, we're all a part of the body of Christ. So it, uh, 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 it, it's not going to hurt if you get to that place of understanding uh, uh, of age and you hear from God as to where my place is in the body. Well, Pastor, you know, Big Mama and we was raised such and such. Yeah, but God is leading me somewhere else. And it's important that we understand that because you could literally stay dead spiritually being somewhere because this is the home church. No, I want to be where God has placed me in the body. Oh, boy, that's hard. Because, because, see, tradition can get a hold on you and you will go somewhere just because of tradition and, and out of a, 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 a family tradition or what have you. And this is not where God called you. I told you, I struggle with that. Before I went out to school, I had a conversation with my dad. I came up, Church of God of Prophecy. Bless God, great organization. But God was not leading me to stay in that denomination. And my dad's response was, follow God. Should be the response of Big Mama them and, or whoever them. Or, 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 because your soul is at stake. Big Mama might be secure. Big, that may have been the place for them, but is that the place for you? It could be. It could not be. But how do I know? You consult God. Then we talked about finding my place in the body. We've seen this. We are to acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways, and he will do what? Direct our path. Watch this. In 1 Corinthians 12, 18, the scripture says that God places, God sets the members in the body as it pleases him. Will you say this? I have a predestinated spot, place, somewhere I am to be that God has called me. And it's not until I consult him as to where my place is will I discover where I am supposed to be. So it's not until you consult God. That's why when it's time for the invitation, what do we say? If you feel led, if God is leading you, because we don't want you to do something off of emotions. Ah, that's good. This is good. Since I missed you last week, I have to get all this information to you. Now, we said finding my place in the body is important for two reasons. Number one, we said you want to be in the place where there is an anointing for you. <laughs> we didn't say that that place was not anointed. But is that the place that has been anointed for you? You want to be where there is an anointing for you. And it's not about the music is nice or I like the, it, it, see, just because you love the way she teach or the love the way or you love the way he teaches, that is not, that doesn't necessarily mean that is the place for you. You want to be where there is an anointing for you. 
Boy, this is good stuff. See, the reason why this is is kind of rubbing some the wrong way because we're not we just used to doing our own thing. But you you're just the body. You're not the head. You want to know? Get direction from the head. <laughs> and, you, and you know why some people don't consult the head because we're so used to doing our own thing and going our own way and we don't want any kind of responsibility or any kind of accountability so I really just float and not even connected but I'm going to show you today that it's dangerous not to be connected Ooh. it could be detrimental to your health we said the second reason why it's important that we consult God as to finding my place. We've seen this in Psalm 92, 13 to 14, that when you allow yourself to be planted by God, that is the place where you're going to what? Flourish. That is the place where you're going to increase. Amen. So now let's get into today's lesson. We're talking about the church again. Now, we stated that last week I stated, or excuse me, week before I stated that when we have no idea of what the church is, being that I don't know who the church is, the responsibility of the church, I literally forfeit my responsibility, abilities, as a vital piece of a much larger puzzle. Who all has, has a piece of a puzzle? Everyone in here should have received a piece of a puzzle. Well, uh, listen, every piece is significant. Every piece is important. And when we watch this and when we put our, all our pieces together, that's what brings the vision to fruition. So it's important that, I keep saying this, why have a nose if the nose does not work? Your nose is not on your face just to occupy space. It's there for a reason. You have fingers for a reason. You have hair for a reason. You have toes, legs, arms, a heart, appendix. All these things are for a reason or serve a purpose. And as a member of the body of Christ, you serve a purpose. That's why you, you, you don't just, see, if you just come just to come, you have, you, you have no idea that you are a vital piece of a much larger puzzle. It's not about just going to church. You are the church. Ah, oh, boy. So today, uh, let's talk about honoring the Lord with my time. There are three primary ways that we support the local, someone say the local church, the local church. There are three primary ways. Number one, or we'll deal with number one today, but there are three primary ways. Let me give them to you. There are three ways that I support my local church as a Christian, as a called out one. How many ways? Let me, let me give them to you. Number one, with my time. That's the one we're going to deal with today. Number two, with my talents. You're not anointed to sing and take it to the secular system, secular world. I'm good in math. Yeah, for the kingdom. Use it. You can use it out there, but there's a greater purpose for you being so smart. Boy, y'all, uh, we don't like. Yes, you do. And number three, I support my local church with my financial contributions. Let, can I say something? This has to be so serious to you that you have better things to do than just come and play. Your mindset should be, man, I'm serious about this. I'm not going just to be going. No, I understand that, that I am a vital part of a much larger puzzle. As Pastor Tracy always say, you have to realize that you, you're part of something bigger, to big, bigger than big and greater than great. And we can't keep living as Christians as if we are oblivious to our purpose. And, it's, and you're not called, you're not 
becoming, you, you didn't become a part of the body of Christ just to get stuff. That's not what it's about. That's gravy for, for just being a child of the covenant, but it's not about things. Boy, y'all don't like this. <laughs> y'all don't like this. Now, I can get Pastor back up here to finish this out, but she said I'm doing good, so I'm going to keep working with it. Listen, so th- there are three primary ways we support our local church. Number one, with our what? Time. Number two, talents. Number three. Okay, now, today we're going to deal with honoring the Lord. This is the only point we're going to get to today. Honoring the Lord with my time. Okay? Notice we said that word ecclesia. If you take ek, it means out from and to. Kaleo means to call. Again, we're being called out from the world to God. Okay? When you receive Jesus, you've been called out. Everyone said. You've been called out. You've been called out. Shout it this time. You've been called out. Let me show you something. <laughs> Here's the thing, man, because why even receive Jesus if you're not going to be serious about it? I mean, why are you going to play? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you all may be seated. Can I say something? If the body would receive the instruction from the head, people wouldn't be jealous in the church. Watch this. They wouldn't be so easily offended. They wouldn't be engaged in sowing discord, division. Look, they, they, watch this. They wouldn't be late. They, 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 they'll be tithing, giving acceptable offers. See, see, if we would just follow the instruction of the head, since the body knows everything, and the reason why so many people don't want this God that some people say they have is because it's, it's not reflective of the Christ that's in the Bible. Christians, some Christians listen, can, can be some of the dirtiest, meanest, nastiest, trifling folk there is. I said some Christians, not all now. See, why y'all look at me like that? Read 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Matter of fact, some are so trifling. Paul said, don't even sit down and have lunch with such a trifling person. I'm just, you know, just giving you Bible. Matthew 10, 34 through 39. Let me show you something. New King James Version. We've been called out. Okay, I heard that. Hey, keep coming. Because we are progressively being sanctified day by day. Just because you're trifling today doesn't mean you're going to be trifling tomorrow. That's okay. But tomorrow you're not going to be trifling. Just because you may be this way today doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be that way tomorrow. So cheer up. And we're going to see the moment. That's why it's so, so important to not forsake the assembly because the more you create that distance, the, the more you give opportunity for your flesh to have its way. That's why You wouldn't be so easily offended if you were, was consistent. You wouldn't be so touchy and 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 and, and engaging in so much nonsense if I was consistent. And let me tell you another thing: the, the more you stay away, the more you open yourself up for doubt and unbelief. So, so, so that's why you can see somebody who go from being a devout believer in Jesus that you don't know who you believe in now. Let me show you how serious Jesus is about your commitment. In your Bible, what color is it? Oh, y'all got uh, uh, technology. It's not red on the iPad? Huh? 
Brother Bumpers, what color? Do, is it red in your Bible? Okay, and we've been taught that if it's in the red, who said it? <laughs> come on. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elucidate this in a minute because some daughter-in-law just said, I see, I told you, that's why I don't like your trifling mama because Jesus, Jesus caused this division. And, and, and use this verse. Let me tell you why me and your mama at odds right here. Jesus said he came to bring division between us. Jesus don't want me to... <laughs> <laughs> and a man's enemies would be those of his own household. Keep going. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take, his cro- take up his cross and fall after me is not worthy of me. And he who finds his life will lose it. That, that's that being full of pride, making everything about self. And he who loses life for my sake will find it. Look at verse 38. And he who does not take up his cross and fall after me. Now, let me say something. In that culture, when someone was, a person committed a crime, um, they would be condemned to death. And they would walk down the city streets, crowds on both sides. And literally, it was a form of humiliation. And they would walk with this cross beam about their back. And what they were saying is that the law that I've opposed, I am now subject to it, okay? What Jesus means when he says, he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me, what he is saying is that the law that you've opposed all your life, being that the word of God, you are now subject to this law, talking about the word, that you've somewhat disregarded your whole life. So now as a believer, I have to get up every day and die to my flesh Watch this. And allow the will of God to be done in my life. All right, that's what it means when it says taking up your cross. It's every day getting up and saying, Lord, let your will be done, not mine. Now, let's go back. Let me explain this verse because some of you all going to leave in thinking Jesus is saying something that he's not saying. Let's go back to verse 34. Number one. Okay, there it go. It's sensitive. It's hand sensitive. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring, bring peace, but a sword. Well, we know he's not literally saying he came to bring peace. Didn't come to bring peace because he is shalom. He is peace. Okay. But so what Jesus is saying is that when you commit to me, it can cause a strain on relationships. That's what he means. Listen, when you devote your life to me, it'll cause even the best of relationships to be severed because your dedication now is to me and you're making it about me and not about them. So he's saying that his commitment, not that that it always will, but it can separate the best of relationships among friends and family. That's what he's saying. He's saying, now uh, again, he's not encouraging disobedience and, and, and causing conflict but what he's saying is that because you are now devoted to me, it can cause a strain. What do you mean daughter-in-law against mother-in-law? Prime example. Well, if me and mama was tight or son was tight, you know, baby, now every Sunday he comes and clips my toenails. Well, when the responsibility changes, mama, I, 
I, I, I can't, I, I, you know, I got my responsibilities changed so I can come, but I don't know if it be right. See, now that can cause conflict because that's our toenail clipping time. No, every Saturday, that was me and that was our coffee time at Starbucks. So now that your commitment changed because not only are you married, but you're devoted to Christ and you are loving your spouse as Christ loves the church. See, see now, okay, boy, y'all looking at me. I mean, Jesus is saying that his presence demands a decision. This is what he's saying. Notice we said we've been called out from the world to God. And let me tell you something. If you're not dedicated to God, your children will grow up disregarding God. And they should see your commitment. The world should see your commitment to the God that you serve. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.